Welcome to the Architect of Change Show with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman & Associates. Now here's Connie. Hi, I'm Connie Whitman, your host, and you're listening to Architect of Change on webtalkradio.net. Thanks so much for joining me this week. I like my motivational quote today. It is by Conrad Hilton, and it says, Success seems to be connected with action. Successful people keep moving. They make mistakes, but they don't quit. You know, there's been so much recent hype in the whole self-help arena about how to live an extraordinary life. Can you even see or think about what an extraordinary life would look like for you? Do most people feel that this type of life is, you know, it's for someone else? It's not for me. It's just outside my reality. And if that's the case, I, I think what a sad thought that an extraordinary life is only for a chosen few. Can that even be true? Well, if it wasn't, what if there are actual proven steps that could be implemented to create the life that you've only dreamed about? I know, sign me up. Well, today my guest, Cheryl Ellis, is an awesome business leader, CEO of, of Ellis Business Enterprises, and is the author of Becoming Deliberate, Changing the Game of Leadership from the Inside Out. Cheryl is going to help us understand that we can all create success and extraordinary lives today. Yes, actually you heard me correctly, I said today. So settle in as we explore what it takes to create success and abundance one step at a time. So Cheryl, I am so happy to have you on the show again because you're always so brilliant. <laughs> oh, listen to that. <laughs> it's, it's my pleasure completely. I, I so enjoy our conversations together. I, you know, they're always fun and always informative and hopefully also always helpful to your audience. And, you know, that's, you know, that's the name of the game here is we're trying to, we're trying to serve and we're trying to be helpful to people. Um, yeah. You know, taking our, our, our many experiences over the years and using, uh, using them to help other people succeed and, and just uh, live an extraordinary life. Yes, we're trying to inspire people. But Cheryl, we only have like 10 years of experience because we're so young. <laughs> You're right. Our years of experience and we do love sharing and um, inspiring others. All right. So my first question. Now, I know the one thing that you are extremely passionate about is obviously helping people, like you just said, um, and you want them to be the best that they can be, whatever point they are in their life, age, experience, etc. So what... What do you think is important, or why is this important to you, and how is it that you get to help people with this? Well, Connie, if, you know, I've always been interested in doing my best and being my best, and, you know, I think it was a value that was instilled in me by my parents. You know, they always said, whatever you're doing, do it the best you can, and from an early age, I, I kind of carried that into my work ethic, so... If I was going to be a checker at the AMP, I wanted to be the fastest checker and the most accurate checker. And I wanted to be the best bagger and the, you know, the best stock boy, all of those things. And then, you know, throughout my business career, I tried to help other people be the best they could do, they could be too, you know, just by providing tools and training and coaching and feedback, you know, whatever I had available as a resource to um, bring to the, to the aid of the people that I worked with that worked for me. 
So, and then a few years ago, I had the opportunity and the privilege to work with um, the person who is the world's highest paid and most watched high performance coach and personal development expert and to learn directly from him. And then I became certified as one of only 300 of um, high performance coaches in the world. And you know, this work, I have to say, it just energizes me. It, it really inspires me. It brings me joy because, to me, there's nothing more rewarding than seeing that light bulb go off over, over someone's head that signals that they have a moment of rare insight or a breakthrough or an epiphany. And the ability to help people do that is something that make, makes me look forward to every single day. So that's the reason that, I, I, that this work is so important to me. Yeah, and I, you know, I uh, teachers, you know, teachers that are listening, I know you experience this every day when a kid, you know, you say something and they get it and the, or they, they're struggling, struggling, and then all of a sudden it connects, you know, that math problem, that all of a sudden they get it. It's the most rewarding and it's priceless. You know, you can't even put a price on it because somebody just engaged with you and got what you were saying or was inspired by what you were saying. You know, you want to start high-fiving people <laughs> when that happens because it, it's not always frequent, which is kind of unfortunate, um, but certainly important. Now, let's talk about leading an extraordinary life. So what does that look like? And I guess it's a two-part question. What does it look like and how does it happen? Because I think people are skeptical, really, really, that an extraordinary life, you know, that belongs to you, not to me kind of mental uh, approach to it. You know, it's a really great point. I, I was reminded again the other day I had an opportunity to spend the day with my, one of my favorite coaches and trainers and teachers, Jack Canfield. And he told story after story after story of people, like ordinary people like you and me, that have just, you know, done the things necessary to make their lives extraordinary. And you know, it's, it, it is for everybody, you know, it, but it takes work to have an extraordinary life. It takes focus. It takes intention and attention. I say you have to be deliberate. And, you know, only, only you can describe what it means for you because everyone's different. But the fact is that most people, they, they kind of go through life on autopilot. And they, they don't really give this uh, idea of making their life extraordinary any thought or any consideration. And, you know, you and I both come out of the corporate environment where, you know, people work hard to climb the ladder of career success. And sometimes they get to the top of the ladder and they realize that the ladder was propped up against the wrong building. Mm-hmm. And then they, start, then they start to say, you know, how did I get here? What am I doing and why am I doing it? So this idea of being intentional and deliberate about what it is you want and why you want it and, you know, you know understanding, first of all, that um, you have to start with the end in mind. You know, what do I want my life to, to look like? And then you can kind of, um, you know, engineer, uh, engineer it, in, you know, backwards. You know, you start with the end in mind and then you work toward it. So, um, you know, I think it's, I honestly believe this is accessible for anyone. 
You know, it's funny. I like your, you know, I love that word deliberate. It's in the title of your book, too. So we have to be deliberate. I, I always use the word persistent and consistent, those two words. Um, you have to be, you know, to develop a new behavior, you have to be persistent and consistent and do it every day. Um, you know, when you're speaking with your customers, sometimes they need to hear things a couple of times for them to process. You have to be persistent, consistent, and I often use the word respectful because you don't ever want to beat a customer up, for example, right? So I, I think that deliberate, persistent, consistent, all of those words, and it, and I like what you said, it does take work. You have to stay focused, and you also have to have a plan. And I, I just want to comment one more thing before I ask my next question, but I think millennials are doing a really good job of or trying at least to do a good job with being deliberate and not accepting corporate America as it is. And I know that a lot of the baby boomers in corporate America, uh, you know, when I speak with my peers, they're like, oh, the, you know, the millennials. And I'm like, you know, why don't you stop and listen? Their, their ability to be creative, their ability to think out of, outside the box, their ability to challenge things that we've been doing for years that maybe maybe aren't working or we should change. So I think millennials are, are just doing a better job because they're experiencing their parents lose a job at the age of 45 or 50 in corporate America. Right now, all of a sudden, they're downsized. It's like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I have to reinvent myself. So I think their perspective of I'm going to constantly reinvent myself isn't scary to them. I, I don't know. I don't know if you have any research on that. But I love speaking with millennials because I, they speak and sometimes they go, wow, how did you think of that? Like that was really brilliant. Yeah, I think, um, I, I, you know, I have a similar experience to you. And it, it, always, it always makes me cringe when I hear my, um, my counterparts um, you know, talk in a negative way about the millennial work ethic mm -hmm. because I, I think their work ethic is, is fabulous. And not only that, I think they're doing a lot to change the way work, uh, the way work works. And, mm -hmm. and I think they're changing it for the better because I think they're making organizations be more responsive to workers. Mm -hmm. I think they're allowing people to um, be more creative, be more innovative, you know, make work more interesting, and, you know, not be, be the be-all to end-all. You know, like, um, you know, in my generation, it was all about work, and I think mm -hmm. that uh, the younger generation has a much more... Um, you know, a much more realistic sense of balance between, you know, I have a life and I have work. And, you know, I want, I want them to be integrated, you know, smoothly and easily. You know, I might work at 3 o'clock in the morning or, you know, play, you know, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, I'm going to work hard, but I also, want, I also want to have a life and I want to play and I want to have fun. And, you know, I'm, go I'm going to do that. And if my employer doesn't allow for that, I'm going to find another way to get, um, you know, to get get that incorporated into my life so I yeah. give them a lot of credit yeah, and they and they and that's they're they're fearless in a way, but they're productive. So I, to me, it's I look at them and I go, I have to learn from that because that's just I think it's a great way to be. And again, I think because of seeing their parents and like we saw our parents retire, you know, after sixty years at the same company and a pension, and you know, those days are are long gone. All right, now I have another question. So, what do you see as as the barriers, or I don't know if most often that you see the the same type of thing, but what are the barriers that people People are having to perform at their best. Well, um, 
there certainly are, you know, fears and doubts and limiting beliefs that get in the way. Um, we all ha- we all experience that. But I think one of the big culprits that we don't think about is lack of clarity. You know, most people, perhaps even some of your listeners today, don't realize the extent to which they lack clarity and how that lack of clarity is what's really in the way. So, you know, when I work with clients, this is always where we start because clarity makes such a difference and it provides a solid foundation and it allows everything else to fall into place. You know, I, I think about driving through a dense fog. You know, most people have had that experience of driving through a dense fog where you kind of lose your perspective, you you lose your sense of direction, you lose your bearings. And it's a little scary because you just really don't know where you're at. Am I still on the road? Am I off the road? You know, what's going on? And then all of a sudden you emerge from the fog and you kind of see where you are, you see where you have to go, and you see if you have to make any adjustments to get there. And, you know, because when you have clarity everything falls into place so i mean i think it's like that with our with our lives as well i mean you know and and people need clarity about all kinds of things i mean just the most basic you know simple things like you know what is it that you want i can't believe how many times i ask people you know i hear someone complain um complain about their life or complain about an aspect of their life and then you know i'll ask the question so what 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 would you like to see instead What, what do you want what do you want to have happen? And sometimes they look at me like a deer in the headlights, you know. <laughs> it, it, they haven't really thought about what they want. They just thought about they're not happy with what is. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, having this um, ability to gain clarity about, you know, even simple things is, um, you know, one of the great gifts that um, we can give ourselves either by, you know, working with professionals or whatever it is that we do. But, I think clarity is one of the key factors in, um, you know, getting in the way of making real progress and achieving real success. Yeah, we get stuck, right? We can't get out of our own way frequently because we don't have we don't have the roadmap, we don't have the clarity of where, where the next step or the potential next step should be. What do you see? Typical factors that really do predict why people are successful. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, to me, it's it's all about the day-to-day discipline, you know, mm-hmm. those habits, those practices um, that make all the difference. You know, there was a, there's a great book written by Darren Hardy called The Compound Effect, and it's all about how little incremental changes on a daily basis can really add up to significant change over a period of time. And sometimes we don't really give credit to those little incremental changes, but they really do make a huge difference. And, you know, beyond that, I I think it's, you know, the willingness to move beyond your comfort zone. And it's also, you know, the mindset about continuous learning, continuous development, continuous improvement. You know, you and I have talked a lot of times about the importance of learning and growing and, and, you know, constantly upgrading yourself. It's also about um, intentionally creating your own definition of success and then actively working toward it. So your definition of success and mine might be different. And so I can't impose mine on you. You have to you have to come up with your own definition of success and then use that as the you know benchmark for here's what I'm going to work toward. It, it's kind of like, you know, defining who you want to be and how you want to show up in the world. And I think um, for high performers, I work with a lot of people who, you know, who are already high performers, but they want to get to that next level. There's actually 
some qualities about how they show up in the world that separates them from everybody else. And let me give you any, let me give you a couple examples. One of them is that um, high performers they're open and observant to the present moment. In other words, they're very present. They're here now. You know, and I, I think about someone like the picture of the face of someone like Serena Williams in, in a tennis match when the ball is coming at her. You know, it's total focus. You know, she and, and these people they don't miss they don't miss the big opportunities. They don't miss the precious moments with family members and friends, you know, or they don't miss the key point that comes up in a meeting while, you know, a lot of us get distracted. You know, how many times have you sat in a meeting where, you know, the voice in your head is taken over all of your attention and you just miss everything else that's going on in the room because you're not, you're not present. So that's, um, you know, that's a big thing that I see that separates, you know, high performers. And the other thing that separates them is that they're, they're looking to the future. I say they're future oriented. In other words, they're, they're kind of, they look in the rearview mirror to see what corrections they have to make or changes they have to make. But most of the time they're looking through the windshield, you know, and a lot of people, of course, dwell in the past. But I think there's a lot of other, you know, qualities that separate high performers from everyone else. And, and, and so these are things that can be defined and you can look at a list and say, you know, yeah, I, on a scale of one to 10, here's where I need some help. Um, some of these things I'm really good at and some of them I'm not. So um, there's always room for improvement for every one of us, Connie. It's one of the great things about life, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I have a couple of comments, but I want to take a really quick break, and then I'll make my comments when we come back, and then I'll continue with the interview. All right, so real quick break. It's a shame when you're feeling stuck in your business and you feel like you have nowhere to turn. It's a shame when you slog through long days in your business and you don't get any return. It's a shame when you feel like you can't see the forest for the trees and your business brings you to your knees. Einstein said repeating the same actions over and over won't produce different results. So stop feeling ashamed. Your business and you deserve better. Change that shame into righteous fame. Connie Whitman can tame that shame. Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates will help you to discover your new path, and nothing will ever be the same. Connie's tried and true one-on-one coaching sessions will tame that shame so you and your business will not continue in vain. Call Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates today at 732-888-1420. That's 732-888-1420. Or email Connie at WhitmanAssociates.com. Call Connie. Turn that shame into your game. We are back and we are speaking with uh, Cheryl Ellis and we're talking about high performance teams and high, really high performance leadership and how we can have an extraordinary life. It's, it's truly within our power. So a couple of things I, I wanted to comment on. You said you look back, um, you look back for self-correction, but really we're always kind of looking through the windshield. High performers are looking forward. And I remember in Steve Jobs, and I don't remember which he was. The, he was the he addressed the uh, graduating class. It was a few years ago, and I don't remember whether it was Princeton or what Ivy League school. But I remember his his um, uh, comments, and one of them was, you know, everybody's so afraid to take a step forward for fear that it's the wrong step. And he said it doesn't matter because you can shift gears as you move forward. Right? Movement is good. 
And he says, and here's the other thing. Once you get to that milestone, whatever it might be, and, and several through your life, but you look back and then you realize, oh, I had to do that step to get to that step to get to that step to end up where you are. So looking back for self-correction is a wonderful thing. To dwell on the past and the things that have gone wrong is, is just a waste of energy and time. So that I like self-correcting and that self-assessment, but always looking forward to what's my next break point? What's my next milestone? What's my next skill that I want to develop, right? It's not about what are you going to give me? It's what about what can I create? What, what new skill? What can I learn? Um, et cetera. So that was the one thing. Um, the other thing about being here and now, we all... I, I, the number of people, and I just recently had this conversation with a colleague, but you know when you're coaching someone and you say to them, okay, this is what you want to work on, here's some things to think about, and you say, I need you to do this, 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 or you ask questions, and they'll say to you, that makes sense, yes, yes, I understand, but that's not going to work for me because, or but, I'm not able to do that because I have a bad back, or but, you know, uh, my, my kids are little, I, I can't do that. So there's always an excuse once you, they give you that but. And so I said to someone recently, because they get frustrated when they're coaching, and I said, as soon as you hear that but, and you've given really key, valuable information or insight, back away, because that person isn't ready to hear it and implement it at that point in time. It doesn't mean it, a month from now they will. But you can't, you can't tell people, oh, you have to get unstuck right now. That's ridiculous. People have to figure it out. So um, self-assess is my biggest recommendation for individuals. But also when you're coaching or helping others, you, you give the information, but everybody has to find their own way at some point. So when you hear the but with the excuses, try to take the excuses away. And if you can't, you have to move on. You can't let them debilitate you. Yeah, so true. It is. It's, it, you know, it's just crazy. All right, so now I want to ask another question and kind of shift gears a little bit. So we talk about moving forward. Can you give me or tell us about how you teach people to perform at that higher level and kind of what do you cover in, in your programs to help? Because I think people are saying, yeah, I get it, clarity. Yeah, yeah, I get it, move forward. What are some of the things you tell people to do or recommendations you make? Well, to me, the goal in high performance is to get is to help people excel and succeed above the standard, and, and to do that consistently over the long run. So I like to make the um, distinction between that and peak performance because if you think about training for a marathon, for example, and you really want to get to the stage where you're at your peak on the day of the marathon, but of course, after every peak comes a valley. And, you know, what, what we're looking for in high performance is to get people at this kind of sustained level of high performance. So um, what I do in the program is I take people through all of the elements that contribute to performing at, a, at an above standard level over the long run. And, and consistently. So there are things like having greater clarity. We talked about that. Who, who are you? What do you want? But also uh, the ability to generate the energy to actually go for it. You know, so we're not just talking about physical energy, but what, what are the mental, emotional, and spiritual energy requirements for um, high performance? We talk about courage and confidence, you know, that, that those things that are required to make the tough calls and also to overcome the inevitable fears and doubts that we all face from time to time. 
we talk about having greater focus and being um, and having less distractions so that we can be more productive. And we talk about the ability to increase our level of influence in our relationships, both at work and at home. So it's uh, this program, it's all about mastering things like, you know, your psychology, how you think, how you feel, what you believe. And, and also your, your physiology, your ability to focus, and your ability to really persuade others to support your goals and, 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 um, and their own pursuits. So um, I think a, a big piece is, is presence. We talked a little bit about that, but, you know, how able are you to be present in the moment? You know, are you consciously aware of where you are and, and what's going on around you? And are you very focused on working, you know, on purpose and with purpose? So, you know, it's a lot. We cover a lot, and it's, it's very transformational. And, and, you know, as I said, the goal is to reach these levels of um, high performance. But, but from my perspective, you know, my goal is to help people achieve the insights and the breakthroughs um, that, that they don't even know are there or that they don't expect. So, you know, my role is more like a facilitator in the process. You know, just like you said, I can't force somebody to change, um, but I can help them see things so that they, in a way that makes them want to change and, and then give them the tools that will help them to make the changes. So that's, uh, that's what it's about. You know, I, I, I tell people all the time, and, and what you just said makes so much sense, because if I don't, I don't know what I don't know, right? I, I have blind spots all around me because I haven't experienced it, I haven't learned it, whatever. Once I know something, so once you teach me something, I know it. I can't unknow it. I could choose to not use it, <laughs> but which is ridiculous, especially if it's a worthwhile tool or perspective or whatever. But I, I don't know what I don't know. But once I know it, I know it. I can't unknow it. So use it and make yourself better. Uh, but so many people do these, read these self-help books or, you know, they do these online courses and they don't do anything with it. So I, I like your programs personally because I feel like, you really do this step-by-step -step engagement and peel back that onion but one layer at a time so people really have a chance to figure it out and and understand what explore yeah it's a better word maybe um, explore what are my options what's holding me back what's my limiting beliefs all those kinds of things now can you give some more or, or additional examples of maybe an exercise or activity that you use to help people perform at those higher levels of achievement oh sure um, well here's one of my favorites that I that always seems to have a really good um, a good result for people you know I I would ask um, you know participants to kind of stand and, and you can do this if you want while I'm talking about it because you might you might find it helpful but I would ask participants to kind of stand and get really centered you know feel the ground beneath your feet and and just stand tall like you're your strongest most confident self and then to imagine yourself sitting across from um, that most courageous confident self you know um, Maybe it's a strong future you, you know, but it's but but your strongest, most confident self. And then think about someone that maybe you've avoided having a difficult conversation with. Maybe it's somebody you haven't been totally honest with, or you know, shared what you need, or maybe even forgiven that person for for something that's that's happened. So, and if your most courageous, confident self were sitting with you right now. What would that self tell you to say to the person when you next speak to them? So, 
you know, I ha- take people through that exercise, and then, um, you know, once they've kind of sorted that through, I say, you know, would you be willing then to call this person this week and have this conversation? And then, you know, I would ask them to commit to taking that action. And then, you know, once they do that, then I can circle back and say, you know, from now on, when you're faced with a difficult conversation, just imagine yourself or visualize yourself as your most confident, courageous person and and move forward in that direction. You know, what would my most confident, courageous self say in this situation and do in this situation? Because, you know, we can all call that, we can all call that person, um, when we need that person, but sometimes it just doesn't occur to us to, you know, bring that most courageous self forward. So, you know, and it ends up being pretty powerful stuff. I mean, some of the stories that come out of that are um, really pretty um, inspirational and, um, you, know, awe, you know, like awe-inspiring. And, and I have lots of exercises like that throughout the program. So, Yeah, I love that because the answers really are within us. Again, we just don't know how to tap into our truth or tap into the right answer. But when you're really honest with yourself, like, you know what you need to do. (laughs) If you're sick and the doctor says you need to lose weight, you know what you need to do to lose weight. We all do. You know, so it's funny because sitting across from yourself and looking yourself in the eye, uh, I think that's a great visual. I love it. I think that's awesome. Uh, We have about three minutes left, but I really want to know, when you do these... um, performance coaching programs or or, uh, exercises with folks, what is the outcome that folks typically will see once they're participating in a a program with you? Well, it it really is different for everyone. It's kind of depending on where they are and what they most need. And to me, it's the beauty of a, a program like this because it's so deeply personal. You know, your progress and your outcome is based on, you know, what you need and, you know, where you want to go. And like I said earlier, I'm really the facilitator enabling that kind of self-discovery. Um, but the program is really designed to improve your, you know, the things I talked about, your level of clarity, your uh, your level of energy, your confidence, your courage, um, you know, your your ability to focus and avoid distractions and your and your personal productivity and and ultimately your relationships and the influence you have both at work um, and, and in your life. So um, those are some of the outcomes that people typically see is in improvements in areas like that. Can can you give us one, literally like a minute and a half, but can you give us a success story of someone who at the end they were like, holy moly, look at the transformation. Can you give an example? Yeah, sure. I, you know, I think what, what, one of the things that really happens very often is that people um, go through the program and they realize that, you know, as I said earlier, that they've been climbing the ladder of success and they feel like the ladder's on the wrong wall, is they, they get such... Um, such great clarity about what it is that they really, really want to do, how they want to dedicate themselves moving forward, and then they have, you know, the tools to do it, so they have this sense of, you know, confidence, so I'm just thinking about one person in particular who had the, had the confidence and the courage to um, leave a, a job that she just hated, oh, wow. and, and really go and do something that, um she was much happier doing and and that she was really good at and that she found rewarding and maybe it wasn't quite as financially rewarding I say yet but 
she was um, she was just much happier on a day-to-day basis because she got clarity around what was really important to her and what she wanted her life to be about. So um, those kinds of situations are really um, are just so rewarding because you know I love to see people be happy and successful and, and, and doing their best work because, you know, nothing's better than that when you can feel really fulfilled at the end of the day when you lay your head down to go to sleep at night. You know, I, I had a good day. I accomplished a lot. I feel good about myself. Yeah, and happiness matters. <laughs> we have it's one not. shot, right? We have one shot at this life, man. Make it the best. Make it, ride it and ride it hard because, you know, tomorrow is another brilliant day, perhaps. We don't know. So you really have to make every day uh, worthwhile. And to be miserable and unhappy because you're making a living, I think is tragic of what, what our society has become, that we get stuck in mortgages and kids in college and all of this and we choose a career because of the finance not because of using my passions that make me happy and make the world happier you know it's just it's um again my my beginning statements it's everybody can have this everybody can live an extraordinary life and the irony i love your comment that she potentially or she she shifted to something she loves now or he, I'm not sure if it was male or female, and maybe had to, had to take a bit of a, a slight cut in pay for now. So long term, when you're happy, what ends up happening, you make more money because you're truly living an inspired life and you're inspiring others and people are like, hey, we need you on our team. Hey, will you do this project? Hey, you have to get this promotion because you're this this um, vortex of energy that everybody wants a piece of. So it's just ironic how, yes, you initially might take a cut and pay, but long term, it will catapult you into, uh, I think, uh, a financial bliss that you never even thought was possible. So um, I love, I love what you're teaching, uh, Cheryl, and I think it's so needed. Everyone, if you are interested and want to speak directly with Cheryl, and of course you guys know I will put her website on the Web Talk Radio Architect of Change platform, but her uh, Cheryl's uh, website is www.ellisbusinessenterprises.com plural.com and Ellis is E-L-L-I-S. You can also email Cheryl directly at Cheryl, C-H-E-R-Y-L at EllisBusinessEnterprises.com. Um, thank you so much, Cheryl, for being on the show. Um, I, I always love having you on. I think your insight is remarkable. So thank you for, for sharing um, uh, your wisdom with us. It's appreciated. My pleasure, Connie. And I, as always, our time together goes by so fast. Then way too fast, right? It's it's a they have no idea listening. They think it's long, but it's you feel like you want to say so much more, to teach so much more, to help so much more, uh, but we're limited, you know, to the half hour show. Everyone, don't forget to send send me your stories, comments, questions, or if I can help you in any way, to Connie at WhitmanAssos.com. Thank you again, Cheryl. Thank you all for joining me this week. I hope you will always join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together how to grow and challenge ourselves so we all embrace change and realize that it's possible and easier than we often think. You've been listening to Architect of Change with me, your host, Connie Whitman, on webtalkradio.net. Thank you so much, and have an inspired week, everyone. Peel back your onion. Learn something new. Take care, everyone. You've been listening to The Architect of Change with your host, Connie Whitman of Whitman Associates. Thank you for tuning in. We're glad you were here. Time may change me, but I can't.